Dear fellow redeemed, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. This was the haunting refrain that played again and again in the minds of Jesus' followers on the Sabbath we now call Holy Saturday. The man they had taken to be their Messiah, their Lord, the Son of God, had died on a tree, a sure sign from the scriptures that he had died under the curse of the Almighty. All their hopes were dashed. As one of them said later on, we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. But how could a man who died under the curse of God do that? This is the man who on the cross prayed to his father to forgive us. But if he died under a curse, how could God truly have been his father? And this is also the man in whom we put all our hope of eternal life. It is on him we have pinned all our hope of forgiveness. But if the last view we have of him is a man dying under a divine curse, what good is that hope? After all, this is what Easter is all about. Not rabbits and eggs, not spring and blossoms and green grass. It is about the question that the followers of Christ were asking and that we must ask now. Jesus prayed from the accursed cross that we might be forgiven. What answer did he receive? What answer have we received who have echoed his cry for pardon for our sins? Here it is. The Father has forgiven us. Christ's glorious resurrection is all the proof we need. Please rise to hear the word of God recorded in Luke chapter 24, beginning at verse 44. He said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. He said to them, This is what is written, and so it must be. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. This verse was authored by no less than God himself, recorded in God's law in Deuteronomy. So there was no doubt in anyone's mind that on the day that Jesus died, he was cursed by the Almighty. In this case, the Sanhedrin provided the curse and the Romans provided the tree. The Jewish council condemned Jesus to death for the sin of blasphemy, for claiming he was the Son of God. The Roman governor Pontius Pilate, who alone reserved the legal authority to issue death sentences, finally gave in to their will and put Jesus to death on the cross. And so, as he hung on a man-made tree, all Israel assumed that Jesus was accursed by God for his blasphemy. History calls the crucifixion of Christ one of the greatest miscarriages of justice of all time. 
and humanly speaking it was. Even Pilate, the man who signed the death order, protested to the last. I find no basis for a charge against him. As Isaiah prophesied and Peter testified, he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. But the curse he died under was for no sin of his own. It was for our sins against God's law. This was God's justice playing itself out as the Son of Man paid for all the sins of all his fellow human beings with his own blood. He had taken our guilt and our curse upon himself. And so it was only right that his death should conform to the terrible verdict of the book of Deuteronomy. All our sins were there. All our guilt was there. And so the death that the whole human race deserved under the curse of our creator whose laws we have broken was the death Christ suffered on the tree of the cross. As the hymn writer puts it, the deepest stroke that pierced him was the stroke that justice gave. But on Easter Sunday, the Almighty set aside all verdicts against Christ. The Sanhedrin's condemnation was overturned, as was the sentence of death. Jesus had been sentenced and executed upon the charge of blasphemy, but every word he had spoken had been true. He was truly the Messiah, the Son of God. But this was more than a victory for Jesus against his accusers. It is a victory for every member of the human race that he represents. The curse against all people was fully and finally carried out to its conclusion. And once that conclusion was reached, once Christ the crucified declared, it is finished, the curse no longer hung over us, nor does it any longer hang over him who died. The penalty was paid in full by his death on a tree. No further payment of death remains. Christ's resurrection proves that all sins were covered by his blood. Surely Christ's disciples felt like celebrating his victory over his enemies and theirs. But that was not the only thing for them to do on that first Easter. Jesus said that now that he had won remission of sins for all sinners, it was time for his followers to go out into all the world and preach repentance and forgiveness in his name. Unless people are told the empty tomb is just a curiosity, but Christ would not allow his resurrection merely to be some mystery for the ages to try to solve. He sent his disciples out to the ends of the earth to proclaim the news of the resurrection and its meaning for us all. And now we are the disciples to whom this great commission has fallen. Spread the story to all who have sinned against the Father. Tell all who are guilty of the sins we have heard about in the gospel accounts of Jesus' passion during the Lenten season, that the Father has forgiven us. Tell the frightened that their moments of flight are pardoned. The Lord they fled from has come back to say, 
peace be with you. Tell those who once felt Christ's kingship as a burden that his kingdom is one of pardon and peace. Tell the ones who once desired only the blessings of this life that freedom from death is now theirs. Tell those who once did not take his claim seriously that they have been all proven true by the resurrection of Christ. Tell those who have not yet repented that tears of repentance are never wasted because repentance and forgiveness of sins are being preached throughout the world in the name of Christ. Take this comfort for yourselves when the sins you have committed threaten to haunt you. For Jesus' sake, the Father has forgiven you. Take this comfort to others whose sins stand between them and the peace of forgiveness Christ has won for us all. The Father forgives them. Lent lasted 40 days and 40 nights, a time of darkness and sin and a curse. But it always ends on Easter morning with the light of life streaming from the empty tomb and with the risen Savior's greeting, peace be with you. His resurrection has destroyed the curse of death for us. Let us tell all our fellow people who are under the same curse that through Jesus Christ and through his rising from the dead, we are eternally assured that the Father has indeed forgiven us. May repentance and forgiveness and his sins be preached in Christ's name to all nations. May his resurrection be the Father's loud and mighty message to all people. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. Let us pray. O God, for our redemption, your only begotten Son, died on the cross, and by his glorious resurrection delivered us from the power of the enemy. Risen Lord, you have commanded us to preach repentance and forgiveness of sins to all nations. To fulfill this command, we ask you to clothe us with power from on high, your Holy Spirit, that we may carry the message of your resurrection to the ends of the earth. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.